The history of aid to the Ukraine is more complicated than one side would like to make it. As my standard accuracy over agency, here are some significant corrections. After the fall of the Soviet Union, the Ukraine was left with a massive nuclear arsenal and oversized fleet, neither of which they had the funds to support. Ukraine tried to leverage this into becoming a NATO member, citing the fact that Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia were now in NATO. The NATO allies thought this might provoke war with Russia, and said no. Assurances of aid and defense were given, in exchange for the United States to purchase the nuclear weapons, for destruction. The fleet was split with Russia, and the Russian part moved to other ports. Russia later took parts of Georgia, and made them independent republics. Since the citizens of these two republics also have Russian passports, these are more like the old Soviet republics, not independent not part of Russia. In 2008, a short war was fought between Russia and Georgia, during the Olympics as cover, which Georgia lost badly. In 2010, Yanukovych was elected president of Ukraine. He was an obvious Russia asset, and countries were legitimately fearful that their technology would be given or sold to Russia by the president. In 2014, Yanukovych was ousted, fled to Russia, and is wanted for treason. Captured documents prove that he and his supporters were working for Russia the entire time. Similar moves have been made in many other countries, including the United States and Great Britain. Corrupting politicians and their parties is an old intelligence operation and putting governments in power beholden to you gives access to all that country's secrets. It is still unknown to the public what secrets former General Flynn gave to the Russians during his short tenure, for example. After the revolution in Ukraine, the United States and others greatly increased aid to Ukraine, to rebuild their military and economy. What is generally omitted in discussions is the fact that in 2014 there was also the rise of the Islamic State. At one time during the war in Iraq, the United States admitted to spending $12 billion per week in that conflict, ultimately spending $8 to $10 trillion there, with an additional $1 to $2 trillion in Afghanistan. The Iraqi military and Sunni militias either fled before the Islamic State's advance or joined it. This gave the Islamic State access to massive stockpiles of American lethal weapons and vehicles, with which they almost conquered Iraq, stopped by a coalition of Kurdish, Iraqi, Syrian democratic forces, and other nations. At the same time, a civil war was raging in Syria, and fighting the ongoing Libyan civil war. While the United States could easily supply equipment to all these wars and more, and did, being by far the largest military by annual budget, the fact is that a lot of lethal American weapons were floating around, a lot ending up in enemy hands. When pro-Russian forces attacked and occupied parts of Ukraine, and the little green men occupied Crimea, all of the Western countries broke their agreement with Ukraine. Many excuses were given, but it was a betrayal. The aid to Ukraine was initially defensive in nature. There were simply too many hot wars going on at the same time. And no one wanted a war with the Russian Federation. They do have the largest nuclear arsenal on earth. The largest year of aid to Ukraine was 2016. As more pro-Russian governments come to power, verbal and direct support for Ukraine decreased. While factions within those nations still support Ukraine, they are stymied one way or another. Even though the United States has supplied more lethal aid to Ukraine in the last few years, it is only used in a defensive manner, maintaining the status quo and preventing a larger, and more unpredictable conflict.